Hey guys, before we begin, we here at Dice Benders wanted to take a moment and bring a special awareness to something that we feel is important. Mental health is not something to overlook or ignore. And for those unhappy or even feel like you're suffering alone and thinking about suicide, know that there is always someone there for you. Whether it be from anxiety, from work, or from school, or that you're feeling depressed, uh, depression from family, or uh, pressure, or even if you're, you've got high-functioning depression, all is not lost. People do care. Don't sacrifice tomorrow for an action that you think of taking today. Because you never know what moments are going to be around the corner. The next time you think about committing suicide or you are under too much anxiety and you just need to get it out. Please, if you're in the U.S., call 800-273-8255. We have a few U.K. listeners, and for you guys, you can call 116-123. And for you listeners that we have in Mexico, you guys can call 55-5259-8121. Just wanted to say much love to you guys, to everybody, and thank you for listening. And if you're having a rough day today, just think about those moments that you may have tomorrow. This is a Skeptic Frogs production. Fire. Air. Water. Earth. Eight years have passed since the Avatar's untimely end, with fear that the Avatar line may have ended, and with withering hope for the White Lotus to continue holding peace, the search for the next Avatar hastily begins. Previously on Dicebenders. Jaeger, we gotta go. Fine, we're gonna we're gonna try to regroup with the others, but we're coming back here. Hey, Tori, this is Kevin. We got a problem. Tara been kidnapped. You guys are a team. You gotta work together. You guys gotta figure this stuff out. Excuse me, sir. Uh, we're looking to for two of our friends, uh, Kevin and Tara. Tara been kidnapped by Ludini. Unless you guys have another plan, we're heading to the factory, and I will see if I can cause a distraction. I'm just, like, trying to take it all in and trying to, like, put the pieces together. Oh, they're putting this in a f- mover, aren't they? Lights. Camera. Action. Action? Yes, please. As you were, um... As you were talking, Kevin, you hear that. Action. Uh, action. Forget it. Let's go. All right. I I go over to Iro's ear and I tell him that as soon as I jump off, he needs to land the others on the roof. And uh, I start off by leading Iro into a. a decline to land on the uh, roof, making sure not to be seen. And then when I'm 30 feet above the ground, or sorry, I'm going to jump off, and then when I'm 
close to 30 feet, I'm going to start spinning and cast Cyclone at second level. Um, I'm just making sure you don't have slow fall yet, right? That is correct. That's <laughs> that is correct. Damn it. I forgot about that. Oh, well, I'm not right, Connie. I already jumped. <laughs> All right. So how high did you jump off of, of Vira? Uh, I would say I would have waited until 50 feet from the ground. I would have jumped. And then about okay. 30 feet from the ground, I would have started spinning, creating a cyclone at second level. So I will be falling 50 feet total. Which, uh, fall, uh, falling in D&D is a total of a 60-foot movement. So you will be taking uh, 66 points of damage since your action is going to be the cyclone. So are you sure you want to do that? That's an instant kill. Or 50. That's a that's 5d6 of damage that you will immediately be taking because you're actually oh, using Cyclone. Alright. Screw it. You know what? I jump off, and when I'm 30 feet from the ground, I use my glider to start, you know, bringing my... I wreck on the Cyclone. I'm basically okay. going to fly around on my glider until my time wears out. Okay, so you're basically to give you a safe landing. And so you don't kill yourself like you almost did the the third episode or whatever. He's like, <laughs> he's like trust <laughs> me, jumps off and breaks his neck on impact. <laughs> <laughs> We're just stuck in the air like, uh. Just trying to look out right. for you, man. Oh. Like, I don't want your characters to die. I know this will be tough, but you don't That's have to make it hard. Yeah. As... As I land, I, or as I land, I'm basically not gonna touch the ground. I'm still gonna fly because I have 40 feet of flying. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I, okay. I have to land. Damn. All right, I land and I land right in front of the tent. Okay, uh, that would be your action and movement. Uh, Iro lands on the rooftop. Jaeger and Kevin, what are you guys doing? Okay. This is happening as Yang jumped off and pulls out his glider. You guys are landing now. So, I'm probably going to head to the side where Yang broke in through the window before with the first encounter. Okay. And I'm like right, and right behind Jaeger. And I feel like I would approach this in a relatively stealthy way, so I don't get seduced bandit again. The... I'm going to hand him my rope. As I... Yes, because the. You ready to do this? Keep in mind, the window that he broke in from was a sunroof. So oh, without was a it? rope, yes. Uh, I... Oh, I thought it was on the side. My bad. No, okay. it was a sunroof, which was how he was able to just jump down and land between the two guys. Or with okay, his glider, okay. That's okay. why I say I'm handing my rope. <laughs> yes, you would definitely need that. Okay. So how so, far... So how, um... Do we know uh, the distance if we've been here before? So a 50-foot rope would do the job? 50-foot rope would definitely do the job. Okay. And as All you right. guys are there and Yang um, does his thing, what's going on with Taro as soon as he said action is uh, as you're watching this, the 
the word action came in through the walkie-talkies. The walkie-talkies shut off, and you see the camera lights turn red, as though they are now recording. And the assembly line starts to move towards the flaming cauldron, as you're sitting there watching all of this. You see one actor, one person that's dressed in, like, very mean-looking Fire Nation garb, basically is standing there and he has his button pressed down on what was the assembly line control panel that you remember being here as he starts doing an evil cackle and another man comes in with a special effect of course it's an earthbender doing it but uh you see a shatter down in along the wall um as this man comes out in what looks like very samurai like white garb with a black belt and he has his katana with him uh, very Samurai Jack, basically. <laughs> That's exactly what I was picturing. Gotta get back, back to the past. With Samurai, Samurai Jack. Jack. So, and for the sake of just keeping it easy, I named this guy Jack. <laughs> wow. So he goes, Aha! I have found your hidden tunnels throughout the city, Blight. Your plan has failed! And the man that was pressing down on the control panel goes, You truly believe that is the case? You are more of a fool than I thought! My plan all along was to bring you here. Now you get to watch your family die, and I get to watch you perish! Uh, this whole time, uh, as this is happening, the assembly line is moving closer to that cauldron. Um, and Jack points a finger at him very expressively and goes, You are wrong, Blight! They will be saved swiftly, and you will be brought to justice! And Blight goes, oh, is that so? Then I suppose it's time I show you my true strength. And he uh, he shouts out as he slams his fist on the button uh, for the assembly line to start moving faster now, Taro. You feel a jolt as the assembly is moving even quicker. And he goes, Zahar! And Jack makes this very anime-looking face with a very anime-looking, or sounding, Wah! And the gears are moving now uh, much faster. Uh, Yang, well, all three of you are outside. So from your perspective, all three of you... Well, Yang is busy. He's over by the tent, so he doesn't see this. But Jaeger and Kevin, you guys are on the rooftop. And over on the side of the building that you guys are nearest, you see this glowing ball of light. Uh, but it expands rapidly until it forms the shape of a huge, I guess mechanically would be like, enormous beast. No, it would be, yeah. Uh, Yang, you would recognize it to an extent, but for Kevin and Jaeger, this is your first time seeing this thing. You're seeing this monstrous looking beast with very crooked-like antlers just kind of appear out of the, the ball of light. You're seeing this very deformed-looking face. Its eyes, well, there are no eyes. It has very sharp teeth, and its its legs are just giant piercing needles touching into the ground. Uh, a very jagged oh. tail, and the colors of this thing is just black and white. So unlike what you remembered, Yang, with it being made of water, this one is definitely not. Taro, from the inside, when you heard him shout out the name of the creature, 
you because uh, you know it could have just been from just the the heat of the moment everything else kind of went mute for a second but within that room that you remember the totem being in you hear the earthbender slam his foot down that was inside and you hear like the sounds of earth being like forced to move uh, as suddenly for you the wall over where yang and or not yang jaeger and kevin are explodes uh jaeger and kevin i'll need you guys to make me dexterity saving throws and taro you see this giant beast break out of the wall as it makes this eerie creepy scream yang you recognize that as the same thing that you heard in your vision that's so I do see the. I thought you were saying my name as an accident since I was outside, but I do see it. Okay, cool. You you would you would know that it's there now uh, because the way it broke it was with its antlers. It hit down and rose up, so it's kind of like standing on its hind legs almost. So yeah, you can see it now, and uh, it seems. All the guards that are outside near Deanie's tent and stuff are all like in awe of this thing. Um, Deanie doesn't seem phased at all, and neither does the detective. Um, but Jaeger and Kevin, Kevin, you said you got a natural 20. Jaeger, what is your dexterity save? 17. All right, you two are fine. You are able to correct yourself as this thing destroys a large foundation of this building as it makes this terrifyingly just ear-shattering scream almost. And let's everybody roll initiative. 18. 19 plus 2. So 20. Oh, Jesus. Oh, so 20. Okay. Hold on. Jaeger, what did you get? 18. Alright. Kevin? 21. 21. Tara? 19. And Yang. 24. Oh my god. Wow. Dude. Natural 20. Jeez. You literally do go first every time. Not every time. <laughs> the last time I was last. Ah, don't give me that. <laughs> I was. I rolled a 9, and you even said it was fitting that I went last. It'd be like yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> Don't give me the truth. I'm only trying to complain here. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so give me one second. I've got to write all of this in. So while I'm doing that, guys, how are y'all feeling about what's going on? I have to pee Pretty really bad. bad. <laughs> Go ahead and pee. Can I pee? Is that okay? You can pee. I have it's a mega monster. Mute. I'll be right oh, man. Yep. So, I feel like... Oh... Uh, this is just a huge. I think what we said um, once we were out of that factory the first time, when we're all together out, out of that factory, how this is one huge, big, big under, uh, misunderstanding. It's all part of his movie, and we're about to get all caught up in the middle of it. <laughs> that is true. Uh, and you three don't know this, but Taro, with people tied up, you're the only one that knows people are tied up right now. Uh, it's safe to assume he was the reason people were going missing. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. <laughs> so, the 
here's how this battle is going to work, guys. With the uh, movement of the um, assembly line, Taro, you would be the only one to know this currently because the others... Uh, I will say this, actually. Jaeger and Kevin, you guys were talking about pulling a rope down. Uh, give me a perception check, Jaeger and Kevin, so you guys can see what's going on in there before... Um, a total of 16. Okay. I got a dirty 20. Okay, you guys all notice what's going on down there. Except for Yang. Yang, Yang you're seeing, uh, you just landed in front of Dini. Uh, well, you, you landed in front of the tent that Dini and the detective are in. And uh, in this case, you would have a number of guards surrounding you at the moment. <sighs> and... We already established that the thing blew open the side of the building. We're going to also finish that little scene where anime Jack goes, Wah! and uh, Light is going to kick the assembly line's um, dashboard and break it and then run out of the room off stage, quote unquote. Gang, it is your turn. And Taro. Recognizing how fast this assembly line is moving, uh, you have about six turns in game before you would fall into the vat of burning oil. Woohoo! So this is turn one. Go ahead, Yang. You've got uh, you you landed. You see, you've got uh, two Earthbenders standing in front of you, uh, shocked that you were there, but have their hands out ready to fight. And how far is the uh, spirit from me? The spirit is on... Uh, Map-wise, you would be within the fence uh, south, almost southeast uh, of the building. The spirit broke the wall on the eastern side, which is why you weren't able to see the ball of light that it was summoned from. So, Jaeger and Kevin... You guys are kind of on that eastern part of the building's rooftop, which is why you're able to see the hole. So it is a ways from you. I look at the two earthbenders in front of me. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure, but my plans seem to have changed, and I am going to dash over towards the spirit. Uh, all right, how... How would you do that without provoking any attack of opportunity from these guys? Mm -hmm. Uh... Bonus action. Shove one of them. Ten feet. Uh, ah, screw it. Cyclone at second level. Okay. I am uh, actually going to spin in place and make myself the cyclone. Are you able to do that? Uh... I honestly think so. I mean, all I know is I'm able to make a cyclone. Its trajectory, on the other hand, is different. Like, where it, which direction it goes is not up to me, but it says I can <laughs> summon a cyclone up to 30 feet from me. Um, yes, but... if you... The way it's worded is you speed up a cylinder, create, basically creating a cyclone, and creatures caught yep. within its past path must make a dexterity th saving throw, which I would say if you make it on you, you would be caught in this thing's path. 
because you are its path. Yep, I understand. <laughs> okay. Alright, uh, roll me... Oh, this is something that uh, I added. This is something that I added <laughs> that I thought would be kind of cool. You can make it either clockwise or counterclockwise, so which uh, direction is this going to be spinning? Uh, let's do counterclockwise, so that way anybody who gets knocked over is disoriented. Okay, and uh, roll me a d8 to determine the direction. Four. Alright, you said counterclockwise? Yep. Alright, it will be moving southwest, which is actually away from where you're trying to go. Uh, that's cool. As long as it hits the tent and the two guards next to me, that's all I care about. Uh, this, the, um, the cylinder is 15 feet wide, since I'm casting it at second level. It is 20 feet high and has a move speed of 50 feet. It's 45 feet. Yeah, but it also gets an additional 5 feet. Oh, wait, no. When you cast a spell using a spell slot second level or higher, add 5 feet of range, move speed, or feet to each of its dimensions. Alright. That makes no sense. It's basically saying you can either make it five feet wider, five feet uh, uh, higher, gotcha. five feet All right, in that case, it is 15 feet wide and 15 feet high. Okay. All right, so both of us are everybody within a 15 foot uh, radius has to make a dexterity saving throw. Yep, you you would make one as well. That would also mean two of the guards that are in front of you. Advantage uh, or disadvantage uh, or no? You don't get advantage, you get proficiency. Ah, okay. But one guard got a nat 19, one guard got a nat 15. So let me know if that works or not. Dini oh, got a nice. nat 19. Dini got a nat 19. And it actually looks like Candon uh, is not going to pass. On a successful save, the creature takes half damage and is not swept in. But it's 2d4 damage if they and is swept in if they fail. Okay, and only one person gets swept in. What did you roll as your save? Mine was a 17 plus 2. Okay, so you would just take the damage, you wouldn't fly into it with, with the cyclone. Alright, five points of damage total. And that's not halved? Not halved. Okay, so only one person got the full five. And then I will ask this for everybody. For damage, would you like it rounded down or rounded up? I like to ask my players that. And this is going to be something that we use from this point forward if ever something gets halved and it's already an odd number. You want it rounded up or rounded down. This would also apply to if you guys are dealt damage. Well, I feel like if it's a point five mathematically, that should round up, right? Okay, so you say round up? Yeah. So at this point, from this point forward, if ever we have point uh, fives in damage, it just gets rounded up. So, oh, the other three, including you, Yang, uh, all take three damage. 
Okay. But only one person is swept up. Yeah, because it's lunch. <laughs> yeah, you uh, as it swirls, you do see some like yellowish vomit kind of spin with it eventually. <laughs> and that ends my turn. Okay. So you cast Cyclone. Uh, describe what it looks like. Um, as soon as I greet the guards uh, upon my landing, I spin counterclockwise 360 as fast as I can, drawing up the air and uh, bringing the currents with me, basically uh, counterclockwise, trying to drag the guards and Mr. Ludini and the detective into it. And then you see that Cyclone's heading southwest. Yes. Uh, it it flies through the, the tent. Your two Earth guards are standing there. They kind of cover their face to keep the wind from, like, scratching their eyes or anything, but they stand firm. Uh, Dini, shocked that you were there to begin with, looks, but is holding his ground. The tent is waving furiously. The... Uh, the TVs are all like shaking, like they're trying to go, but it's it's all structured down pretty well. And Caden actually gets thrown into the cyclone and is spinning away with it. And you said that is your turn. That ends my turn. All right, we see um, Zahar. It, this is now Zahar's turn. It's going to look down and growl furiously at everything going on. Taro, it's scaring, it looks scary to you just seeing this giant beast towering over the, the building at this point. Uh, Kevin and Jaeger, this is the first time you've ever even been this close to a giant spirit the way this thing is. And uh, it sees Jack, and Jack is playing his role, but you can see, Taro, that he's like scared. He wasn't, he did not sign up for this, but he points to the beast and he goes, you are going down! Uh, and Zahir just kind of... He charges up a blast. And we'll see if this hits. Nope. So, Zahir charges a blast. Yang, you recognize that as uh, the same thing that it was doing. Basically, think of like a solar beam for Pokemon. Just cast uh, on the same turn that it's charged. And he goes to try to blast. Um, but doesn't really hit anything. This does have a 10-foot radius, so I do still need to make check the DC, and he dies. Oh, shit. Uh, as he says that, and the here takes this blast, and rocks go everywhere, Jaeger, and Kevin, you are kind of like, did this hit Taro or not? Uh, Taro, you're lucky, because you're high enough to where it didn't affect where you are, but definitely some rocks were hitting you and the rest of the people that are on the assembly line and you look and you just see a scorched body of Jack lying there dead um, it is now one of the earthbenders that's in front of you Yang he is just going to pull out his hammer run up to try to swing at you and he definitely misses he only got a six and that'll be all he can do. No, he did make a melee attack roll, so he can use his bonus action, spend one chi. So he's using a chi to cast Rumble. Every creature in a 20-foot radius. He's not going to do that. 
should have read it first, but he's not going to do that. The other one is going to try to cast Earthen Grasp on you, Yang. So he's going to try to uh, make this this rock come out and grip you. I need you to make a DC Strength save. <laughs> Uh, okay, I fail epically. What'd you get? Three minus one. Oh, Jesus. Yes, you definitely do fail. Uh, you just feel this earth rumbling under your feet. You look down, kind of shocked, like, what's going on? And suddenly you feel like these earthen, almost spike-like appendages of earth just jam into you, and they are holding you down. Uh, you are now restrained, and... You also take 2d6 bludgeoning damage. That is 6 damage to you. And now you are restrained. Okay. And that's all he's going to do. Kevin, it is your turn. You are... <laughs> Dice Jail. Um, for the listeners, Kevin just put in the chat, hashtag Dice Jail. Kevin, it is your turn. You just saw Zahar make a blast of energy just straight up killing the guy that was um, standing there in, like, samurai uniform. Um, luckily, Taro hasn't been touched or anything like that, but you and Jaeger are still standing on the roof. Oh, sugar honey iced tea. Um, Jaeger, we need to hurry up and get Taro out of there before um, this lovely um, behemoth Kills her, Anna. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. I'm hurrying up and tying that. Uh, is this like uh, something we could tie the rope onto? Now that there was a lot of damage done, uh, you we do could put it on Iro. I was also gonna say that. You see, uh, when you say that, Kevin, you just hear. <clears throat> And like a light, a gentle nudge against your back as you're looking down at this hole. Thank you, I, I, Kevin's putting his hand on Iroh. Like, thank you, Iroh. And and I'm going to gently but tightly uh, put the rope around Iroh's uh, strong legs, arm, appendages, something like that. Um, and make sure it's nice and tight. Do I need to do a strength check to make sure it's nice and tight? Okay. Thank God we water benefits our, hunter, our expert hunters and stuff like that. And that, and it's strength, right? Dirty 20. It feels as tight as tight can be. It all, it almost okay. is tight okay. enough to hurt Iroh a little bit. Oh, sorry, I don't want don't to be, don't make it too tight on Iroh. <sighs> sorry, I, if we get through this, I'll give you a bushel of apple. He starts, like, reaching his hand up to start gnawing on the rope. Like, he's trying to do it in a sneaky way where you're not paying attention. Ira, if we get through this and you don't play with that rope, I'll give you a bushel of apples and maybe throw in some um, peaches too. <sighs> Good. And I'm gonna jump on the rope and say, Jaeger, let's go. And swinging down the rope, um, like dash down the rope to the assembly line. All right. With that, I will say you could have used your uh, your action to tie it up and your movement to slide down. Okay, let's do that then. So my action is to tie up the rope, and my movement is to um, 
go down the rope. Okay. Uh, which would mean for you, Jaeger, your movement would only be used since you weren't the one to tie it. Okay. So when your turn comes up, you would still have an action. Uh, Kevin, is there anything else that you want to do? Uh, my Any attacks I'm going to do require both arms, and yeah, I'm dangling off a rope. Because <laughs> my Correct. movement is 30. We're like... And we're going down a 50, I assume like a 50, 60 foot thing. Yeah, it's about like 40 feet. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, you see... But can I look around? That's why I was asking. Can I look around and see what the heck's going on? You, yeah, you you can roll me another perception as you slide down the, the rope. Okay. And that's going to be 9 plus 2, so, and 11. Do you see a giant gaping hole with a, a spirit that caused it? You see the assembly line is moving rather quickly to a cauldron that's on fire as all the people are on it. Um, you see some of the cameras after the explosion kind of have fallen and broken. A few of them have not. Um, and you see that the uh the guy is dead on the ground jack is dead and that i don't know the guy named jack though you don't know it is but i'm saying it for the customers uh so they can see it visually or mentally and uh the guy blight ran out of the room after he broke the assembly line panel uh so that you can't stop it with that and that's what you see so pretty much i see chaos (laughs) pure chaos basically yeah Oh, and you okay. can insert like flaming piles of rubble or something if you wanted to. Uh, this is gonna be uh, one of those days. Just one of those days. Next up, uh, we've got. Yep, that's gonna be my turn. <laughs> Next up, we've got a waterbender that's going to run in to the room, see the chaos, and see Zahar, but also notice uh, you guys coming down the rope. Uh, and let me roll a constitution just to see if he's even willing to stay. Yeah, he's going to stay and try to fight. So with the distance that you are, you said uh, movement of 30 feet, right? Yep, that's my movement, 30 feet. So let's see what he can do trying to hit you on a uh, from the rope from the ground. He's going to try to cast Water Bolt and try to hit you as you are sliding down this rope. And he's going to try to hit you, Kevin, because you're the first person that's on it. Right, which would make sense if you haven't been Jaeger's turn yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jesus, he got an 18 on the die, so that I'm sure that's going to hit you. It does. Alright, so he's going to... Uh, you'll have to roll a Strength saving throw. Okay. And I got a 17 plus 1, so 18. Thank God, because if you failed that, it says you would have been knocked prone, so I would have said that means that you would have fallen off of the rope. But you do take 6 points of damage from the attack as it gets as it bolts right into you, and what he is going to do is bonus action freeze the water that hit you uh, and freeze it says your feet, um, but since you're on a rope, it freezes your hands, so you are stuck at the point that you are on the rope. 
to use my, well, even if I use my reaction, uh, water, uh, ice shield? You would need your hands for that. Exactly. Next up, we have a second water bender is going to run up next to him, and we'll see if he wants to, no, he just flat out says screw this, and he dips. So he looks around, uh, sees the chaos, and sees his friend trying to attack you, but sees Zahar and is just like, I, I, I didn't sign up for this, and he just runs out of the, the building. Uh, Taro, it is your turn. You are on the assembly line. You're seeing your friends come down, but they, uh, Kevin got his hands frozen in ice on the rope as the assembly line is moving towards the cauldron. What do you do? Okay, hold on. Where is Zahar at? Zahar, from you, if we are looking at it through your eyes, Zahar is on your left side, and you can see, um, Kevin sliding down a rope that's sort of dangled in front of Zahar is slightly more towards your center. I'm making a map of it for myself. Um, okay, and I'm with a bunch of people on the assembly line, correct? Correct. You did recognize two of the people. You recognized Jaru and Jensen. Oh, they are with me? They are tied up uh, among the rest of the group. So, not necessarily your bunch of people, but they are on the assembly line with you. If that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Um, and then, are all the people that are on the assembly line, like, tied up by the hands? Yeah, they're all tied up. Um, they're, some of them are ropes, some of them are bracers. And uh, you can see that a few of them might be benders because some of their some of them their hands are frozen, just like with you. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Um. Wait. Okay. Another one. Am I the only one that's gagged? The rest of them are as well. Okay. Cool. You can presume um, it's mostly so that um, when the action took place for the mover. You guys wouldn't be shouting like, oh, we were kidnapped, we didn't, you know, sort of thing. Yeah, okay. Hmm, <laughs> hmm, Okay. Um, am I sitting? Am I standing? What's... Yeah, you're, you're sitting because your your feet were also tied up. Um, they aren't, like, frozen, it's just your hands. And then, okay, <laughs> I keep asking questions. Um, is the assembly line that we're on, is it, like, made of metal? I'll give this, this is your last question for your turn, because turns only last like six seconds okay. in game. So, do you want that to be your last question? Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is made out of metal, and you even recall um, uh, bending yeah. bending a makeshift knife out of one of the assembly pieces uh, last time you were here. Okay, um, I'm gonna try to um, shape the metal on my feet. <laughs> Roll me in, roll me in Arcana check. Am I still second level drunk? Yes. Okay. Oh, not great. Um, Arcana. That is six. You try, um, but you're just flashing back in your head all the practice that you've tried doing with, um, Torque. How you've always just struggled with metal bending. 
uh, like it just hasn't clicked. So you're just like, the more you struggle with it and the more you're failing, the more you're just like, Jesus, now, like, why can't I, why can't I get it right? Is kind of what's running through your head right now. Uh, and you are unsuccessful at bending the metal. Yay. Um, yeah, I think that's all I can try to do. Wait, can I try to move? Um, you can... Sorry. No, you're fine. Since you're tied up with the other, with the rest of the people, you would have to all collectively try to move, otherwise you're just, like, trying to oh, force... okay. Gotcha. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I thought, like, we were each individually, but we're all... <laughs> In the it, same... It's okay. basically groups, it's three by four. So there's like three groups with four people tied together. Okay. Well, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have anything else. I got okay. none. Okay. Jaeger, it's your turn. Uh, you saw Kevin uh, tie the rope and slide down, get attacked by a waterbender. His hands are now frozen to the rope. Uh, you see Taro is struggling to try to do something, you're not entirely sure. And you see uh, Zahar is just angrily, without eyes, um, staring into this room as he just blasted apart this poor man. Oh wow. This is like something from my dreams. Um, okay, so Kevin's hands are frozen. Zahar is being a big baddie. I already... I. You said I already used a movement earlier. So no, you, you, your movement your movement would be used getting like sliding down the rope. So if you since it wasn't your turn, you haven't slid down the rope yet. Oh, so I'm still on top of the building. Correct. Yeah, because I can't make you move when it's not your turn. Sort of. Okay. Thing. Okay. 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 Uh, how far away is the rope from the conveyor belt? Uh, it's kind of off to the side, like a. You can you can swing it to land on it if need be. Okay. I'm thinking I'm going to do something with that number. Okay. That's what I'm going to attempt to do. You have 30 feet of movement, right? Correct. Okay. And Kevin is frozen at the 30-foot mark. Alrighty. Would I be able to swing the rope in a way where we can both land on the conveyor belt? Since he's frozen onto the rope uh, by his hands, he wouldn't be able to just hop off of the rope. Right, but we can, she can still, or he can still like hold the rope, I guess. Yeah, he's, you know what he's, I mean? he's kind of forced to hold onto the rope currently. But, but he can still, but he can still land on the conveyor belt. If he does uh, swing, I would say that this would be something like uh, an acrobatics check to be able to swing and jump and land on the uh, conveyor belt. But it is okay. possible. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, yes, daddy. I got 22, by the way. Okay. So you slide down and you start uh, shifting the rope back and forth, leaping off of it and trying to land on the conveyor belt? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, and because you can get to the 30-foot mark, uh, it's about like 40 feet, and it, the assembly line is 10 feet off the ground, which was established back when you guys were here before, you're able to do this without taking any damage. You successfully land on the conveyor belt. Beautiful. Okay, so I'm going to use, I might regret this later, but I'm going to use my bonus action cantrip of fire bullets 
to uh, unfreeze, I guess. Uh, wait, is there a better way I can do this? I guess uh, my other main objective is to free Kevin and Taro. I don't know if I'll be able to free them both this round. And if I were to use uh, fire bullets on uh, Kevin's icy hands, would that hurt him? It depends on how good of a hit this is. So what the way I'm going to do this is if you do try to do something like that, you're going to roll against the person's AC, and if it does hit, we're going to roll you an Arcana check to see if you hit them or what you're aiming for. Okay, so... And you don't want to roll high, because if you roll high, you will hurt her. Okay, so... I guess just to be safe, then I'll use. Um, I'm, I'll joking, use... I'm joking, by the way. Oh, <laughs> I was making fun I... of the fact that every time I've rolled high, something bad has happened not to me, like I snore. I was just yeah. gonna say, like you're snoring. Um, well, hot damn. Uh... You can hit me, I can take it. That's true. But I don't know about Kevin, though. Just ask Craig. Due to the fact um, it's it's um, froze, I can probably um, unfreeze myself. I am a waterbender after all. Okay, so so Taro's hands are frozen and metal bended together. Correct. Okay, so I guess I'll use the action to free Taro then. Your fire bullets. Um, I'm gonna use a produce flame. Oh, that's right. Because you're uh, third level, that now can do damage. Um, it's just uh, it's just a conjuration. Oh, I guess it does it does have damage, yeah. Yeah. Uh, once you hit third level, it can do damage. Okay. Yeah, I'll produce some flames to melt the ice. Yep. And it looks like it is a ranged attack as well. So, uh, go ahead and roll. A ranged spell attack to see if you hit. Okay. I got a dirty 20. Alright, and roll me an arcana check to see if you hit Taro. And I got a 14 with that one. 14 is good enough. You are able to blast some fire straight into the, uh, the ice, and Taro may have helped you a little bit by raising your hands up. Uh, and like covering her face almost because I mean that's still a scary thing you got a fireball hurled at you but he hits <laughs> it he hits it right on the money and the ice around your hand Taro just kind of shatters and your, yeah. your hands your hands are, are free but your wrist is still shackled by the bracer perfect alright and Jaeger and then... uh, Jaeger, you do notice that the assembly line is moving rather quickly towards the cauldron, but since you did your your movement, and that would have been an action? Yes. Uh, yeah, and I'm about to use a bonus action Okay. of fire bullets, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna shoot it at the waterbender who uh, attacked Kevin. Alright, go ahead. Okay, I got a 4, 17, and a 20. Is it a nat 20? Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, because this is a spell, it doesn't do the double damage, but... 
But yeah, two of those hit. Okay, and uh, that's going to be a grand total of five damage. Alright. This waterbender gives a bl two blasts of fire straight on one shoulder and kind of one on the chest area, and it kind of makes a grunt as it push as it feels the, the force of it and kind of nudges its body, um, leaning in, uh, away from the attack before standing back upright again. Okay. That's for uh, controlling me against my will. It just He just smiles at you. And he goes, oh. I can do it again if you'd like. Oh, you are such a treat. He just kind of like gives you a kissy face. Finger guns. Yeah, literally. So that was all of Jaeger's turn. And we've got... I keep forgetting the dude's name. Was it Kandon? Uh, Kandon is within the cyclone right now, so he doesn't have an action. Um, it's Dini's turn. He's going to look at you, Yang, and smile and see you're restrained inside of that um, that uh, earthen coffin almost. Uh, look at the situation at hand. See Zahar just out of control, destroying everything in there, and he saw through the cameras that uh, he killed the dude's act, uh, killed Dini's actor. And he just looks back at you, smiles, tips his hat, and he goes, Well, that's the end of that! And just, like, runs away. It is now your turn, Yang. Since you are restrained and grasped, you can try to reattempt a strength saving throw to break out of this, um, but that would take your action to do so. I'm just gonna whistle for Iroh. All right. We now insert Iroh into here. What I will do. Wait! <laughs> God, that's me! <laughs> oh, I'm on Iroh's leg! I should have tied it on. I should have tied that sucker now. Alright. But Yang doesn't know. But Yang doesn't know. Right. So. Fill the air. <laughs> so Iroh takes off um, Taro and Jaeger and Kevin and the waterbender all of you just see uh, Kevin just kind of like lift away and Z uh, Zahar is even looking a little confused almost as Kevin just kind of <laughs> as the rope disappears with him oh my god <laughs> and Kevin's pressure like what? <laughs> Hang on, you can't make a character move. Just kidding. <laughs> kidding. Well, Next. I'm frozen in place. That's nothing I can do. <laughs> There's nothing you can do. Uh, Zahar looks at uh, Iroh as he starts to fly away and s charges up another spirit blast to attack Iroh as, it, as he's moving. He's the one thing that's moving the most. Alright, and he got a 14 that hits Iroh's AC, which is a 13. Oh god, he's gonna kill Iroh. So he takes, he charges a blast, and, um, Yang, you're keeping track of, you're keeping track of Iroh's HP? That is correct. I think he took, how much, oh crap, he, he's, he should be at 226, I have it in my notes as well. 
Yes, I see it right here, 226. Alright, so let me write that down now that you decided to include him. He takes 11 points of damage of uh, the spiritual beam just hits. Arrow lets out a... Um, Kevin, you just start kind of going flying away. You don't know what's going on. And next thing you know, you look up and you see a beam is attacking Iroh. Uh, so you're not sure why Iroh decided to move, but now he is in combat with the spirit. Next up is the earthbender that had his hammer. Uh, he is going to attack you, Yang, since that's the best thing that he can do. Well, all this the things going on, he ought to attack instead of run away? After seeing his boss run? Yep. Alright, he's able to hit you with his hammer, um, Yang. My AC is 17. Yeah, he got a nat 18. Okay. So he hits you for 7 damage with his hammer, just slams it right into your shoulder, uh, part of you that's still sticking out from this earth and coffin almost that you are in. Uh, he just lets out a grunt as he slams down as hard as he can against you. I'm unconscious. You're out? I'm unconscious. Oh, damn. So, um, next up is the earthbender that had you held. Uh, is the earthbender that had you held. Uh, he notices that you are unconscious, but he is going to continue to hold it just in case. He's not going to do any extra damage. He's just holding the grab, uh, the grab on you. Uh, next up is Iroh, who is now being attacked by Zahar, but he sees that you are down. Uh, so instead of attacking him, instead of attacking Zahar, he starts flying down towards you. Um, but he's going to make, what's his air speed? 60 feet? So he's going to kind of, instead of swinging straight down towards you, he's going to kind of like swing his arm, his leg up to where he's trying to get you, um, Kevin, uh, on top of the saddle so that you don't take damage if he lands. Uh, let's see if he can successfully do something like that. I was doing an acrobatics for a giant freaking bison, and obviously it didn't. <laughs> I should put that on mute. <laughs> so, so, um, Kevin, you just start swinging back and forth viciously as, uh, as Iroh is kind of flying towards where Yang is. And you're having a really hard time holding your lunch down, which we all know you don't do very good, <laughs> very good job at as it is. And it is your turn, Kevin. Oh, okay. Okay, um, I'm going to, it, does it take an action to unfreeze my arms? My hands? Let's see, uh, what would you be doing that could do that? It is ice, right? So it is water. So I can yes, do shape water. I'm saying mechan- Okay, you're mechanically doing shape water. Yeah. Well, really shape ice. Which would be, I mean, it, it's the same effect, but it's one ice. action. Yeah. So I'm going to um, sh shake the ice into vapor. Okay. Then I'm going to use my movement to get up on Iroh's leg <laughs> so I can climb myself onto his back. All right. Okay. That would cost 30 feet of mo movement to get onto Iroh. 
And that okay. also spent your action breaking the ice. That's why I say his leg. I probably won't have enough to get to the saddle, but I probably at least will no. be able to climb up on his leg and he can just swing my butt over. Yep. Alright, so you are now climbed onto Iro. If he happens to land and the rope hits the ground, you're not going to damage now. Okay. And, and, and I can still got one free arm, so in case he does take damage, I can raise his ice shield. Uh, I can use my ice shield. Yeah, okay. since you're now holding on to Iroh, you have a better grip. Um, you have do I need better... to do a strength check for that, or no? What, for Ice Shield right now? No, to hold on to its leg. Uh, no, we will just have you do that when, if you do something else. Gotcha. Oh my god, I just noticed Sean posted at 424, spank Spanks Craig on the way in, I just saw that. Yeah, I was gonna mention it earlier, but I decided for everybody to find it naturally. Mm-hmm. God damn it, Sean. Shout <laughs> out to like Sean. <laughs> I'm going to put in a plug real quick, everybody. Check out Dustress and check out Eterna. Those are both in Eldritch Dreams games, which Sean runs uh, Eterna and his wife Tracy runs Dustress. All right. Check it out. Check Do it, it out. Do it right now. But open, after open this. Open tab. Listen to them while you listen to us at the same time and see that it, it's one of those, like, tool... Anyway. Um, <laughs> the waterbender... It's now the waterbender's turn. So, going back inside of the room, uh, you guys just saw Kevin whoop his way out of the, um, the room. A little confused, but the waterbender finally looks back over at you. Uh, Jaeger sees you standing up, and he's going to try to attack you with... Another water bowl. I swear to God, if he bloodbends me. Okay. He'll no, be running just... out of here after seeing a second time that spirit use a solar beam energy something. Alright, so the... He got a 14 on the dice. What is your AC? I got a 15. It's a 15 AC. Okay, so yep, yeah, he hits you with this bolt of water from his... Um, from his water skin. Mm-hmm. And something that I was trying to advise you to do for a long time, Kevin, he has two water skins specifically for water bending. And I got now four. <laughs> now you have four, yeah. Now, now you have four. Just imagine. Now we got four. Just imagine how well you would have done if you had more than the one for water bending. Alright, so he does seven damage to you, Jaeger, and make me a strength saving throw as you get hit by this water. Okay. Uh that's gonna be a 21 there and what was the damage right. just so i can keep track seven damage it was six seven seven okay and you don't right. fall prone so it hits you but you're able to hold your ground okay and that's what he's going to do because now he doesn't have any more chi uh taro it's your turn okay friends um i have hands now right Yes. You you still are cuffed by bracers, but they are metal bracers, which was not a smart oh. move on their part. Yeah, I thought they'd be smarter about that. I am going to first take the gag out of my mouth, because blech. Um, uh-huh, yeah. And then I want to do... Control Earth, um, 
on the earth underneath the assembly line. Oh, <laughs> Alright, and you you basically just have wrist movement. Uh, you're you're no boomy. You can't bend with your eyebrows. So yeah. Uh, I will say since this is Earth, I will need you to roll an Arcana check because of the it's just your wrist movement. But it's gonna be with advantage because um, you have an issue with metal, not so much with Earth. Okay, rad. And at what where on the assembly line are you bending this at? Um, I'm gonna bend it. Wait, so how f- how far away is Jaeger from me? I'll say like 15 feet from you, 10 feet from the cauldron. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna do the. Okay, so first off, I'm gonna do like the instantaneously destroy all ro- all rocks within a cube. Um, the cube is 10 feet. I'm gonna do it five feet from me on the elevated earth that like the assembly line is on does that make sense yep i'm just wondering uh on what foot of the assembly line is that spot going to be are you doing it like uh next to the assembly line or kind of in the middle of the assembly line oh i was thinking like i thought like the all of the earth that was underneath the assembly line is like raised so like the cube of that raised pillar it can only do a five-foot cube, which is why I'm asking. So you can't destroy the entire, oh. entire Yeah. Oh, well then I'll just do, like, the five feet away from me, and then I guess also five feet away from Jaeger. So between the two of you. Yeah. All right. Oh, um, go ahead. Oh, and then I rolled um, a 15 plus my bending bonus, which is five. Right? Your bending modifier is 5? Well, regardless of 15 oh, would do it anyway. Yeah, okay. it would be... Yeah. Anyway, um, you you break in Jaeger. This is quite impressive, honestly. Uh, with just your wrist movement, Taro, you're able to crumble the earth under the assembly line to kind of like break it into like a V where it's leaning through the center. Uh, the people that are on the assembly line kind of slides to the middle. Uh, Jaeger, you kind of slide to the middle too. Roll me a dexterity to see if you can like hold yourself steady. It's that is a seventeen. You're able to hold yourself steady, so you don't you don't fall or anything. Um, like you don't slide towards the center of it. Everybody else kind of like starts sliding through the center so that they're no longer um, afraid of being a, falling into the cauldron. Basically, you are able to destroy it to the point where it isn't rotating anymore and it isn't rotating towards the culture that was the goal all right and that is that everything for you um would i be able to like saw my ropes off with that dagger thing i made or would that be an action i would say you could start it now uh as your bonus action and it could end by the time uh your turn your next turn begins okay i do that Jaeger, it is your turn. Uh, the assembly line just breaks under you. Um, the cauldron is no longer a threat. Everyone kind of like halts and starts sliding through the center as you see the earth under the line just, just crumble down um, from Taro's wrist motions. 
the waterbender looks shocked and you're able to hold your ground to keep yourself from like falling into the the pile of people that's going on down there. What do you want to do? Well, assuming everybody's safe, I think I want to... How far away is the waterbender? Uh, he'll be about like 20 or so feet from you. Ooh, delicious. He's, he's kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like uh, standing in the doorway. So if you were trying to leave out of the building through the normal means, not the gaping hole in the wall, you would have to get through him to do it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna charge him head on and shoot myself. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot a flamethrower at him. Oh damn. Okay. And he needs to make a dexterity save, right? That is correct. Does not get proficiency with dexterity. So let's just see what he rolls. He got a 17. Does that pass? Or, yeah. Uh, that passes. All right, but he should still take half damage, correct? Correct. All right, roll for the damage, and we'll see how much he gets hit by. He gets a uh, damage of eight, my good man. Is that already halved? That is half. Jesus. All right, so he just uh, singes himself. Uh, he gets singed in the fire as you don't play any games, and you just blast this fire towards this guy. He's able to move enough to where he doesn't get burned up like the last time you've done some kind of fire move. Uh, but <laughs> it's definitely not feeling good to him. What else do you want to do? I'm going to shoot fire bullets at him too, because I ain't done with them yet. All right, go right on ahead. Make those rolls. Oh, I got a 19, a natural 20, and a 12. All right, two of those hit him. Okay. And then that's going to be... Which two, though? And then that's gonna be seven damage. Seven damage? Yes, sir. All right, this guy's looking oh, wait, mighty. Sorry. Yeah, 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 seven. My bad. This guy's looking mighty hurt. Um, he's singed. His clothes are kind of singed up, and he's breathing heavily. You can see the scorch on him. He he puts out a little bit of fire that his hair caught, um, and still kind of stands trying to trying to fight you but you can tell he's getting worn out oh juicy <laughs> all right next up because the end uh, at the end of your turn or beginning of your turn yang the cyclone would have stopped is that correct that is correct and it would have been 40 feet away from us southwest with the detective in it yep and that is why I'm asking, because it's now his turn. He had fallen prone from the cyclone. He gets back up, which costs half of his movement, moves the other 15 feet. So he's back in the mix with the earthbenders that are surrounding you. But since you are out, he's not going to hurt you. And Iroh would be too far away for him to do anything to him. So... Instead, what he's going to do is just hold his action for when Iroh gets there. Uh, Yang, it is now your turn, and make your death save. And now I don't have to keep track of how many rounds there are, but I will do it anyway. What am I adding to this? Death Nothing, save because it was a two. Yeah. That is a fail, but at least it's not a, a double fail. So you have a fail in the death save. Alrighty. And I have an image of go past my brain. Okay. Uh, next I'm up done. is next up is Zahar. 
it is trying to attack Iroh, uh, but Taro, you, your ears twitch, and you hear, uh, your ear twitches, and you hear the same rumbling sound that's behind the door where you saw the totem is in. Uh, Zahar makes a screeching noise as if it was pained and redirects its attention into the room, and it's going to look at uh, whoever is a threat. There are, I would say... We'll go with assembly line and the waterbender. So, I want to do it. I'm going to roll a d6. Odd numbers is one, even numbers is the other. So, do you guys on the assembly line want to be the odds or the even? Um, odds. You want to be odd? I guess. You are so lucky I rolled a two. Oh, thank God. The heart. Uh, creates a beam in its mouth again and shoots it towards the waterbender and is able to hit. He got an 18. And, I mean, the waterbender is already at 6 damage, so this it, he obliterates the But he looks angrily at the rest of the room and just growls at you guys. Uh, it's the two earthbenders' turns. Candon uh, is going to say that is going to tell them that that's enough. You're already down. He's going to have one head out uh, going through the tunnel. That's that next one's turn. The second one that was holding you, Yang, lets you go. And he stands ground with uh, with Caden, or Candon, sorry, with Candon uh, readying his action to fight Iroh which is now Iroh's turn, and Kevin, you are right behind him. So that way I made it easy. So Iroh comes down. I'm on his down. leg. <laughs> you are on his leg. Iroh comes down and tries, uh, immediately lands on the ground and is charging towards Kandon and uh, and the Earthbender, targeting all creatures whose face it moves through. Yeah, and hold. give me a strength check while you're just like bouncing up and down on the dudes on his leg. Got on my sheet. I got a 18 plus one, so a 19. You are able to hold on for dear, dear life. Oh God! Oh, the spirit, earth, oh The earthbender fails this check, and Candon passes. So the earthbender takes 10 damage and is pushed back 10 feet. Doesn't say anything about falling prone. And Candon only takes five damage. But Iroh is clearly not happy that um that you're down, Yang. Kevin, it is your turn. You just uh you were holding on for dear life as Iroh charged straight into these two. He hits them both, only one goes flying one way and the other holds his ground. But you look down and you see Yang is knocked out on the ground. Okay. After I slap the knees to make sure they stop buckling, because <laughs> I'm because this uh, scares the heck out of, out of Kevin. Um, I see a knocked out, and I am going to run over to heal him. All right, this will cost a chi. Is this your last chi of the night? You do have four water skins, so yeah, you have plenty of water. I can heal him, right? Yeah, uh, this will cost a chi, so this will be your last chi then. No. No, it's not because you say doing that short rest. I gain back two uh, chi points. Okay. Uh, 
Okay. Oh, at least now I know, so I can have it in my notes. Um, so yeah, you use one of your chi. Uh, it is max die and max crit. So it should be 8 plus the 4 plus your bending modifier. Which is 2, so the total of... Um, 14. 14. Bang, you get healed for 14. And your eyes open... And you see Kevin standing over you, healing you with this bluish-white hue um, over his hands. And for a moment, you swear you can see this worried look of Go as though she is standing there before it kind of fades away when your vision comes back completely. Master Go? Take that as a compliment. Uh, I'm going to take that as a compliment. I need you to get on your bison and go straight to... uh, to um, the spirit and calm him down before the others are killed. Can you do that for me, please? Okay. Thank you. <laughs> That's a very calm way to say okay after being knocked out for a whole turn. <laughs> right? Alright, so next up we have Taro because the other benders are gone. Oh, I wasn't expecting my turn already. Considering one, uh, well, Kevin don't know it, but one's deep, well, two of them have been deep fried, and you got a spirit that's targeting everybody in that room in your, <laughs> you're in. Okay. Did I finish sawing my rope off? Yes. Well, it wasn't, well, I can't believe I said that that was okay, because your, your hands are tied by metal. Your, I kept saying bracers, so when you said Oh, sawing, Yeah. I'll say that your legs were were tied by rope because I established very early, repeatedly, that you were braced together. That was my fault. That was my fault. Ugh, why did I say that that was okay? Okay. Well, can I just retcon and say I saw my the, the rope around my legs then? Yeah, that'll Instead? be fine. Well, it was, it was my mistake um, to even say that it was okay. It was the expectation that you had. So, you can choose either or. Well, I mean, I'm gonna choose the hands, because that's what I need. Yeah. So we'll say instead of uh, sawing it, you you focused your metal bending and was able to bust out of it. Okay. Huh. Okay. Um... Doing doing it that way, your, your feet will still be tied, but that's... I can jump. Um, okay. I am going to... I'm gonna do Control Earth again. I'm gonna... do... create... Well, I don't know if I can do that. Can I create, like, a five-foot wall between, like, the assembly line and, like... Like, behind... me... Just... Okay. (laughs) I don't know how to explain this. I'm trying to make a wall so that the people that are behind me, don't get hit by, uh, Zahar. Uh, the assembly, you could try to do that at the point that it is broken, it's leaning into that spot, so kind of like a V, almost, and you can create a type of barrier where that center point is, since everybody else kind of, like, slid to it. So, in a way, yes, you could protect them doing something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Um, and then I'm gonna, like, turn around and, um, look at all of them and say, 
Hop to it. Get out of here. Oh, you're trying to get them to get off? Y yes. Well, I'm trying oh. to give them cover so that they can maybe try to get off. Well, all of their hands are still uh, covered and feet are still tied. Can I hand one of them a dagger? The dagger that I use? Yeah. You see Jaru's hands are uncovered since he is not a bender. They didn't worry about that or didn't know if he was a bender or not. Well, you'll hand it to him. Okay. Hop to it. And he just shakily nods and starts trying to saw people's hands. Uh, well, they're... Uh, yeah. <laughs> saw their hands off. <laughs> That's the only way out of a... Uh, a <laughs> Alright, what else do you do? Um... Boy, what else can I do? <laughs> um, that was my action. Can I still move? Yeah. Uh, because your feet are still tied together, I would say that it would be half movement. So you could move 15 feet. Okay. Um, can I jump out of the assembly line? Like, hop out of it? Okay. Um, yes. A okay. uh, acrobatics check to see if you're able to land on your feet since uh, they are tied together. Uh, oof. I rolled a 10 and a 2. So, 2 plus 3, 5. Did I tell you it was disadvantage? I thought I was still drunk. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, you, <laughs> fall, you, you fall on your face. Jaeger, you, <laughs> you see this drunk girl hand over a knife that you don't even know where it came from to Jaru and like position herself up and just instead of jumping off, she kind of just like hobbles and falls on her face. Off of the assembly line. Nice. Here's the knife. Uh. Boom. <laughs> yes. Jaeger, it is your turn. Little concerning. Oh god. Oh man. So I got a creature, a drunk, semi-bound teammate, <laughs> civilians with a knife, and I don't even, I don't even know what to do. Uh, Taro, Taro, you, um, the, the, you remember, even through your drunken mind, that, um, the totem is in one of the rooms in here. Like, in the room we're in? No, uh, you remember it being, uh, it's, the door to get to it is in this, this room. It would be, uh... like... From where you guys are positioned is the uh, other side of the assembly. You have the Zahar, the assembly line, and, and well, now you because you fell on your face. Um, but that would mean that the door where the uh, totem is is towards your right. It's in the like back right corner. Okay. Um, I guess from my, my spot on the ground, I'm going to yell, The totem's in the... <laughs> Room in the right. Do the do the thing. The what? Do the thing. <laughs> do the thing. I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know anything about spirits. You're saying the totems here? Yeah. Did you do that? hear the first part of my words that I said? No, I missed it. I'm sorry. I heard it's door. In, it's in the right corner. That way. Do the thing. Uh, 
Okay. Okay, I trust you. Make good choices. You hear Zahar um, screech as you guys are making, having this conversation. Okay, I guess I'm gonna beeline for that door then. Okay. The door is closed. How do you decide to open it? Uh, I, I guess I'm gonna try to open the door. I'm not gonna try to kick it down. That's not. You're just opening it. Yeah, I'm gonna open it. Okay. okay so you run over, knock politely. Wait for an answer. Open the door, and you see uh, an earthbender. Uh, looks like he's bending the totem. Bending the totem. And it's like deforming, and like he's he's forcing it to shift its uh, appearance. But because of the spiritual energy, it re-corrects its appearance. But every time he seems to bend at it, uh, Zahar screeches. Oh, hell no! I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack him. All right, he looks over shocked and goes, "What?" And go ahead and roll for your attack. So uh, roll to see if it lands first, right, and then the damage. Oh wait, uh, how are you? What are you attacking him with? Um, that's a good question. Um, I'm thinking I'm gonna I'm gonna use uh, I'm thinking I'm gonna start out with uh, let's go ahead and start out with fire bullets first. Okay. Uh, let's let's. So I got a 16, an 18, and a 12. The 16 and 18 hit. Okay. Each of those do 4 damage, so 8. Nice. Alright, so you blast him with some fire, he goes, Ugh, but he's still holding firm from attacking the toad. And then I'm going to pull out my axe and hit him with that. Assuming that I can. Um, since you spent your uh, bonus action firing the bullets, you still have your action. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna hit him with my axe. Are you throwing it at him, or like... Um, yeah, I'm gonna throw it at him. Okay, so you'll make this throw, but it'll be with your dexterity and not your strength. Nat 20, baby! Oh, damn! Alright, that's double the damage on your dice roll. Oh, yes. So that's going to be 11? 11 damage? Yes, sir. All right. He's not looking happy, but he's still standing. Okay. And that should be the end of your turn. Yes, it is. All right. That Earthbender is just going to angrily look at you, pull out his hammer, and he says, Oh, we're doing this with weapons, huh? And he takes a swing at you with his hammer. Uh, he totally misses uh, because he got a two on the die. So he he swings his hammer. Uh, you duck out of the way, and it just like jams into the wall and creates like a big hole in the earthen wall that's right there. Candon um, is standing there. He sees Iro, and Candon is. This may shock. Some of you, some of you. Oh no, Caden's a firebender and he's about to use lightning on us. Lightning is a like a level 18 move. This guy is not level 18. It would be shocking. I was about to be really peanut butter and jealous. So he is going to cast Fire Dragon's Breath on Iro. Oh! Which is a 30-foot cone. Kevin and Yang, you guys would be in this cone. 
So each creature in in range has to make a DC dexterity save. Uh, it's my reaction is it a ranged and attack. You... This is a an AOE attack. Ah, frack. Okay. I'm using uh, my reaction and summoning ice shield. Uh, I had a feeling you're gonna do that. I'm double checking ice shield just that we're on the same page. Because uh, I know you can do it. I just want to see it's Kevin. I'm looking at Ice Shield, and tell the start of your next turn you have plus 5 to AC, including against triggering attack. Um, and you have resistance to fire attacks, so that'll help with the resistance to fire attacks, but since this doesn't really hit AC, uh, um, I'm not sure how you want to flavor that. Assuming that Kevin is going to pull out his... Oh. A form an ice shield to at re least reduce some of that damage. So, you know, okay. a a water bender's first reaction is defense. Okay. Yeah, I will say that it'll give you resistance to the damage, and you can still roll a dexterity uh, in the hopes that you could take no damage. Uh, and Yang, uh, the shield will cover you as well. You can also make a dexterity save. So this is going to help both of you possibly take no damage at all. Yang, would you want me to roll for Iroh since... Yeah. I, I can. Okay, so roll for yourself and Iroh. Kevin, you roll for you. Alright, all right. Yang is 10, and Iroh is 15. Kevin is 17 plus 2, so 19 for right. Dex. Alright, so Kevin, um... You would pass, plus you get the half from your uh, ice shield. So this will help you not take any damage. Yang, although you failed um, dex save, because you're covered with the ice shield, you would only take half of the damage. Um, and Iroh, because he passed, would only take half of the damage. So Kevin takes nothing. Yang takes half. Iroh takes half. So the damage is... 11 rounded down, or 11 halved, rounded up. So, 6 damage to Yang and Iroh, and he is going to bonus action, bolster flame, yep, bonus action to bolster flame, which makes it plus 1d6 plus his flame modifier. So he does an additional 7 damage. I'm out. As he beefs up his fire blast, uh, because that is halved for Yu Yang and halved for Iroh as well, that would instead be four. That would be four damage of extra heat. Yang is looking rough. And Candon uh, just stands there uh, breathing heavily, looking at the two of you. Next up. We have you, Yang. I give the detective an evil, evil look, but I completely ignore him, get on Iroh, and use Iroh to get towards the spirit. Okay. Uh, with the movement, it'll take... You can't do anything with the spirit. Once I'm sure. in front of the spirit, I'm going to open my hands out and... Do I know the spirit's name in in character? 
This will be for your next turn uh, because of the movement that it would take. Uh, you could use your movement to get in front of the spirit, but it'll take okay. your next turn for you to actually act upon the spirit. All right. But to answer your question, you remember the converse, the story that uh, Tifa told you. Next up is Zahar. Zahar sees Iroh in front of him, and he's going to make a screeching roar to try to get you out of the way. He's going to use a spirit blast against Iroh. He got a 17 plus the 4, so 21 obviously hits. And Iroh is going to be dealt. And Iroh, because he knows your situation, Yang, he kind of like, he knows he's going to get hit by this. So instead he like flips his belly up while you're in the, the saddle or on his head so that you take none of the damage. He takes all of it for you. I literally scream out to Iroh, please don't do this. He takes 11 damage of this blast. And Iroh goes, <laughs> barely holding on. Uh, well, not barely. He's still looking rather healthy, but it's definitely hurting. Uh, but you are safe. He takes the brunt so that you don't have to. Uh, next up, we have... I'm starting to cry, by the way. In real life? No, in character. My character's oh, okay. starting to cry. Um, Kevin. Oh, no. We have the Earthbender. I totally forgot about that guy. He was just standing there for a whole round. Um... No, he wasn't, because he got fought. I remember now. Yeah, he got hit by Iroh and was knocked back 10 feet. So he spends his action getting... Or he spends some of his movement getting back up. Sees Kevin. And is going to cast Magic Stone as a bonus action. He raises three pebbles and launches them towards you. He can... Since that's a bonus action, it also says that he can use one to attack on his bonus action. And then he'll use a standard action to hit a second one towards you. So he's lunging two um, two rocks at you, Kevin. He got a, a, a dirty 20 and a nat 20 on the die. Does that hit you, Kevin? Yes, it does. All right. So you'll be taking 2d6 plus the bending modifier. Oh, my God. That's a lot. So nine on one dice and eight on the other. So oh, seventeen. Yes. No. Uh, I'm down. All right, you go down. Uh, he smiles. Candon smiles. Uh, you, Kevin, it is your turn. So make me a death saving throw. Got a ten. That passes. Oh my god! Right on the border. Uh, all right. So you have one in the success column. Taro, it is your turn. You're lying face down on the ground after you thought that you were very clear in saying that there's something behind the door that he needs to take care of. Um, but you saw him rush, you saw Jaeger rush through the door. It's your turn now, lying on the ground. Is the ground cold? It feels kind of chilly. Hmm. I'm lying on the cold, hard ground then, I guess. You're not doing anything else? Um, no, sorry. I was just making a joke. Let me... Oh. Was on. that a T-Swizzle reference? You bet your bottom dollar it was. Oh, yeah. Tay-Tay. Tay-Tay. Okay, hold on. Um, I guess I'm gonna use some movement to get up. Um, man. I kinda wish I had that dagger still. Oops. Is there anyone, like, around me? 
Um, since you're on the ground, the closest people would be the ones on the assembly trying to cut themselves free. Um. And I, I did mention that um, you were tied to others, but when you were able to bust free um, from the shackle or the, the bracers on your hands, you were also able to get the ones off of you so that you were separated from the group. So you didn't have three people pile on top of you. Okay, cool. I forgot about that part. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> okay, let's see. What can I do here? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I have my gun on me, don't I? You do. Well, oh, but I, I probably can't aim at anyone, can I? The only, the only I... thing that's there is Zahar, unless you want to aim at the Earthbender that Jaeger's attacking. But you would have to move in front of the door to, yeah, to see him. I'm going to attempt to hobble over there. Alright, you spend half of your movement to get up. And because you are hobbled, uh, <laughs> you don't move very far. But uh, you should be able to see through. Yeah, I'm going to shoot my gun at him. Do I roll... <laughs> Do I just roll an attack die? It would be, yeah, because it's not uh, bending or anything like that. It's just going to be your standard attack die. Since it's ranged, okay. it's done with dexterity. So this isn't a strength uh, roll, it's a dexterity roll. But you, because you're not proficient with a gun yet, you don't add your proficiency bonus. Okay, so it's just a d20 plus my dexterity? Correct. Okay. Aw, oh, jeez. Okay, five. Five definitely misses. Um, Jaeger, you're sitting there in a heated battle with um, with this earthbender, and suddenly you hear a pching, and you look over and you see drunken Taro with a gun <laughs> pointed towards the two of you, barely missing both of you. God. Whoopsie. And he goes, "Who gave her a gun?" Taro's I gave me a gun. Do 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 do. I'm my own gun. Drunk on cactus juice. Trying to shoot at me and you. She's humming that to herself as she fired Jaeger. Oh my god. And speaking of Jaeger, it is your turn. Oh yes. How's that earthbender looking? He's looking pretty bad. Not on death's door, but close. Doki, I'm going to um, close the gap while shooting fire bullets. Okay. And that's going to be an 11, 17, and 8. And that's going to be... And I'm assuming two of those land. Yeah, you got a... What did you say? A 15, 17, and 18? Uh, yeah. Then all three of them would hit. Oh, all three of them. Yeah, I had a notification from Craig just then, and I wanted to make sure it didn't, like, cut off the recording or something. Oh, okay. So that would be... 7 damage. 7 damage altogether? With the 3 hits? Yes, sir. He is on death's door, but still standing. Alright. And then I'm going to grip the axe that's embedded in him and do heat metal. Oh, my... Might be overkill. Alright, how much damage would that do? And that's Let's no see. save. Mm-hmm. Yeah, since it's I, in him, I he's guess. just gonna I'm take... Sorry. Since it's in him, it is no save. There's there's nothing that he can do. The creature must... 
Oh wait, if the creature is holding or wearing the object and takes damage, okay. The creature is in physical yeah, contact. But yep. Two D eight fire damage. Ripping it into him. Yeah. Okay. Roll your two D eight. He could potentially survive if you roll low. Okay, I got. It's gonna be thirteen. Thirteen. Yes, sir. Thirteen. Jaeger. Finish him. I put the. I grab the axe and I start lighting the axe on fire burning into him and I look him in the eyes and I'm like you gotta be careful with those hammers man you could have killed me and his response is ah! Taro you witness uh, Jaeger fire some bullets grab the axe and then you just see sizzling um, as he's standing between you and the earthbender you can see them you're watching this from behind Jaeger uh, and you're just seeing the sizzle and the the yelling and you can smell that very similar charred skin smell right now. My family would like you. Jaeger, you hear I'm like, yes, yes, I'll get to you in a second. <laughs> Meanwhile, um back at the ranch. Kevin, you are out. Um Candon and the Earthbender just kinda stand over you. Uh since you're knocked out we don't see any of that. So, Yang, you are now in front of Zahar. Zahar is angrily watching you as you are on Iroh, and you are flown right in front of him. I reposition Iroh so that I'm upright again, and I spread my arms out once more, and I say, uh, Zahar, I know you're upset with humans. We have betrayed your trust and brought you from your home. Please allow us, members of the White Lotus, to restore you back to where you belong. Roll me a religion check. And religion. as you're speaking, Yang, as you're speaking, Yang, Taro and Jaeger, I would say Kevin, but you're knocked out. Both of you also roll religion checks. Oh no. Religion, natural 20, plus 5, 25. Alright. Mine is 12 plus 2, 12 or 14. Jaeger and Taro, you both hear in your head, um, seemingly from nowhere, but also it feels like everywhere, um, but it's louder towards the totem. You hear this whispering voice that says, Take me back home. And uh, Yang, you go to touch the head of the spirit. And you finally do, and a, a bright light shines from the contact. And for the first time, you can see the spirit in its natural form, uh, rather than in this bestial form. And it, as you said before, it looks like a deer. It's a very gorgeous uh, buck with nice, uh, beautifully curved um, antlers and... A standard, you know, it's a it's a buck, but it is a, a gorgeous sight, rather than what you have seen in front of you so far. And you also hear that same voice in your head where it says, "Take me back home." I wrap my arms around uh, Zahar, still crying. I promise you, Zahar, I will get you home. Please forgive us. And suddenly, a bright light shines from the body of Zahar, blinding almost, 
Jaeger and Taro. Taro, you see it because you're not in the room, Jaeger. You just see a really bright light coming from the doorway. Kandon and the Earthbender kind of look up in awe and start backing away before they run off as this uh, light shines until um, Zahar... And you almost fall, uh, Yang, because you're holding on to Zahar, but uh, Iroh catches you. You, you know, you collect yourself and look down, and you just see um, a normal-sized Uck is standing on the ground looking up at you before it vanishes into a small ball of light that zooms straight to the totem. And Jaeger and Taro, you both see this bolting energy ball directly fly into the totem. Who threw that? What in the... I don't say anything. I just guide Iroh down towards the uh, base of the factory... at the entrance of the factory and towards Kevin. So, are we out of... Is, it, is the battle over? or you guys, you guys are now out of combat. Okay. Well, jeez, I think I'm gonna leave that room and see the damage you look around you see the people are finally free um and they're all some of them are holding each other as though they're family and just crying and others look worried uh jensen's just kind of like lost in thought right now uh some light fire is displayed because of the force beams that zahar has been making and in the distance, you hear Yang yell, Guys, come out here. Okay, I grab my axe and run over to Kevin. Wait, can you untie me first? I go over to Taro and untie her first. <laughs> Thanks. You guys make your way, uh, Jaeger a little faster than Taro, over to, <laughs> over to Kevin. You see, see Yang is sitting there with Iroh, uh, somberly looking, uh, Yang is on his knees looking down at Kevin, uh, Jaeger and Taro, you guys see Kevin on the ground. And Kevin, while we're here, could you make me a death saving throw? Okay. I got a 13. Alright, that's the second pass. I'm literally crying right now. And... Is there a doctor around here? What do you do when your healer's dying? So, I'm not exactly a religious man, but can spirits help people? You can try to attempt something like that. Uh, how, how would I go about doing that? Um, what's the first thing that comes to Jaeger's mind? I think he wants to go to the totem and, like, knock on it and ask, Hey, can you help our down buddy so we can take you back? <laughs> Yang and Taro, you just see Jaeger run off back into the factory uh, without even telling you guys what he's thinking. I'm gonna try to airbend Kevin onto Iroh gently. Okay. Um, let's see. You do have... Can I attempt to... Carry Kevin. <laughs> yeah, you guys can do. Uh, let's do a, a help action. Yeah, you both roll, or one of you can roll an Arcana with advantage to see that both of you are able to assist 
Kevin to get onto Iro. That's what you're doing, right, Taro? Putting him on Iro? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you guys can roll an Arcana check. Or one of you rolls it. I have a... I have a plus three Arcana. You got it, big boy. Okay. Nine and an eighteen. With my Arcana plus three on that eighteen... 19, 20, 21. 21. Alright. Uh, the two of you describe how you'll both assist in getting him on there. I'm grabbing his um, legs and hoisting them up like on my shoulders, I guess. And as she does that, I use a gentle gust cantrip to just keep Kevin's torso up. Jaeger, uh, you are in front of the totem. Uh, great totem, beast, spirit, thing. I don't know much, but I have a feeling that somehow you can help our friend who risked their life to help you. And I like glance around the totem to see if there's like a button. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> Roll me a religion check. Okay. Seventeen again. You look around. Uh, you kind of do like a little knock knock on the totem, and a blue or a, a white orb appears out from it, uh, and the buck appears in front of you. This is the first time you've seen it in this form. It's just a, a gorgeous-looking buck um, with very smooth looking antlers and uh, a very delicately calm uh, characteristic it just looks at you and then walks out of the room and out of the factory well, what does that mean is that a sign what do, you, what do you do I guess I follow the buck Yang and Taro, after getting Kevin on Iroh, you guys look over and you see this glowing buck is walking its way towards you guys. It looks at the two of you and then looks at Kevin, closes its eyes, and a tear comes out from one of its eyes. The tear begins to levitate and float its way over uh, to Kevin's cheek. Upon touching it, it has the same blue glow that you guys see when Kevin does water bending. You get I'm sure 36 health is going to suffice in getting you healed. Dude, that's max. <laughs> that well, 36 not my max, but still that's max heal. <laughs> I'm back to full health. As this happens, Taro and Yang, you see it shimmer. Yang, you recognize it was made out of water the first time you've seen it. This thing is tied to water in some way. Um, Taro, you're not entirely sure why it's shimmering, but Kevin, you're finally, your eyes open and you look over and you see the buck is standing there looking at I bow before the spirit and thank him, or thank it. Thank you so much. 
Uh, I'm gonna also bow my head, like, after Yang, kind of awkwardly. And it just looks at the the three of you, and Jaegers finally run out to catch up with it, uh, and it looks over at him, and all four of you at once here, even though its mouth doesn't move, it just says, Take me back home. And it turns into the ball again and moves back to the totem. Okay, uh, let's get him back home. Uh, Aang, you know where the island is, right? I do. Okay, um, um, Aang's going to drive us to the island. Tara, um, can you, uh, earthbend that thing out without damaging it? Um, you know, I sure can give it a good old college try. Okay, um, I'm going to heal Iroh to make sure he's uh, healthy and strong for the, for the heavy lifting. Unless there's something around here. You want to put a giant rock totem on top of Iroh? Oh, wait, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, I forgot how big. I forgot how if big we, it was. If we tie some ropes to the totem, make sure it's secure and towards to Iroh. We might be able to lift it off the ground to get it to the island. Hey, Jaeger, roll me an intelligence check real quick. An intelligence check? Yeah. Natural 20. You remember there's a steamboat? Oh! With that, too. <laughs> oh, like, hold on. I just remember. There was a steamboat heading towards Ludini's place, right? Facing eastward to Ladini. That's right, which means it would be facing where the the uh, island is. Do oh. any of us know how to pilot that thing? I look now out you to the crowd. Me of... There's the steamboat. <laughs> I look <laughs> out to the crowd of people, and I'm like, "Do we have a sailor in our midst?" I look Jesus. at Kevin as well. Do we, I Kevin? Give... I look. Out I can to give the it crowd, a try because it is a water people. vessel. Uh, Jensen comes out of the crowd and he goes, Well, you know, I used to sail some boats back in the day. And I'll help you navigate. It's just a river. There's not much navigating that I need. Jensen, you're the MVP. Y'all want to help us out with this totem? Yeah, we could do that. And he looks at the rest of the people and they're all, like, exhaustedly sad and tired. And Jaru is like, oh, man, uh, I, I can try to help. Take the rope off of Iroh's leg so we can uh, safely rope around the uh, the the, stat the the totem without damaging it. Okay. We'll just we'll just fast forward. Um, you guys all together help get the totem onto the boat. Uh, sail the boat uh, eastward. Uh, the way you guys got it on there is Yang made a pocket of air under the totem. Taro did some earth bending on it. Uh, you guys also tied a rope around it for Iroh to to get it, uh, and you were able to get it onto the boat. Uh, earth bending. You guys also knew that there was a tunnel, so you guys were. That's how you guys got it out of the room to begin with. But you guys get it on the boat, head over to the island. 
uh, all the crowd of people are just standing on the island. Um, you guys all work your way to getting it where it's supposed to be. Uh, Jaeger, Taro, this is your first time ever here. There's just this wicked amount of spiritual energy here. And as you guys are setting it down, you swear that you can see other deer through the tree lines. Uh, it seems like it, when it passes between two trees, it disappears by the second tree as though like it's vanishing as it passes by it. Uh, and finally the totem sets. A light glows from it and then all the other smaller totems that are surrounding it. And the, the buck's uh, head materializes in a spiritual energy, so the bluish glow, uh, to look at you four, and then all the other totems begin to glow with that same type of uh, look, and then you see some deer and buck heads coming out of those as well, and they're all looking at the four of you. And they all bow their heads before disappearing, and Zahar uh, bows its head, and then disappears as well. I bow my head in center of respect, and I'm um, Tara. What you thinking? Uh, honestly, this was kind of creepy, but <laughs> you know, my head hurts so bad. I don't think I'll ever be able to wrap my head around this. You hear uh, some of the people um, by the boat say, I want to go home. Yeah, it's it's been a while. Home sounds good right now. Let's, yeah. head, let's head back to the... Well, I got a some room for us in the end. Do you know us White Lotus can actually get that room for free? I pull out my scimitar. I am no longer hungover. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Yang is yeah. indifferent. <laughs> you see Jensen raise his hands up and he goes, Hey, hey, I mean, I told you there are some inns inside the city. They just don't have no stables. It's not your fault, Jensen. We should have done some more research, but we're inexperienced, way over our heads, and, and having we need, sleep. we need some sleep right now before we get towards our um, itchiness. <laughs> uh... I try to keep as I try to keep as PG as possible, <laughs> but you know what I'm about to say. Yeah, I mean, why should anybody be upset? You know, <laughs> it's not like somebody didn't recommend getting the masters involved earlier than this. But hey, I go get some sleep before we bite bite each other's head off. Come on. Why are we itchy? Yes. Let's get Taro, on the bison. Taro, and you have. Taro, you have a mad poison ivy rash. What? Wait. She's looking at her arms. Like where? Oh, it's dear. all over. It's all over your arms. You must have brushed against it when you were bringing the totem back. I'm gonna die, guys. <laughs> no, you're I, not. I feel so great, but I'm so itchy. <laughs> Can Lesser Restoration uh, help her with her itchiness? Yes. And <laughs> Just you, don't you... scratch. 
you uh, you cast that on your way back. Uh, everybody gets home safe. Uh, Tifa finally embraces Jensen when he comes home and sees you guys, thanks you guys, and uh, and says, "Well, Jensen is like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I, I had you guys pay for the to stay here. If you guys, I guess I can afford a free night for you if you want to stay here or keep the bison here." like that how are you guys we started out um in the city here why don't we finish it here i say to jensen and see if I, I would be honored to stay here um can i snuggle with the cat dogs are you cat crazy dogs? did you hit your head in that factory <laughs> did you drink the cactus juice <laughs> i completely ignore my team did you go unconscious twice? What you mean, cat dogs? We only got the one. What? Illuminati <laughs> music plays. <laughs> and, that, and that is where we'll end the session. <laughs> wow. Wait, wow. you know, we can't end the session there. We're still in Bay Thank you, everyone, for listening to Book One Search, Episode 16, Action! Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter under the name Dicebenders D&D, all one word, and join us in our Discord. Links are in the description. This is a homebrew D&D 5e live-action playcast using class models partially based on dndwiki.com. Fun fact, this will be the last time I have to say that because from this point forward, we are using the classes that I built for this podcast. I'm excited. The players are excited. I hope y'all will be excited and won't be confused how every other episode there seems to be a new rule. <laughs> anyway. This game is set in the world of Avatar, created by Bright, published by Nickelodeon. All credits for music and sounds will be found in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoyed the Baylong finale as much as we did. It's crazy to think about how much time we've spent here in-game as well as in real life. And we're all so ready to leave. Next mission, I don't want to give out too much information, but for now, I'll just leave it at... 50 years in spirit portals can really do a lot to a city. <laughs> Next week, we'll be doing our hollow stream on YouTube, so be sure to pop in there. Um, that also means that next week we will not be releasing an episode because of the hollow stream. Uh, so if you need your dice bender uh, fix, I would definitely come in and say hi. Uh, and as always, subscribe for more shenanigans.